Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hi guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Friday. We have survived yet another week in Biden's America. Congratulations. And we're kicking off a holiday weekend, Independence Day. This is what this show is all about. Independence, baby. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show to Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. That's Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. I see all of your emails. I thank you so much. I am so grateful for you guys. And I'm so appreciative that you are listening to the show and you're loving it so much. Keep those emails coming. Let me know what's on your mind. All right. Well, we are now heading into, I would argue, the most important day in the life of the nation, Independence Day. It's the day along with Thanksgiving which is really supposed to unite us, bring us all together. The country right now is so torn apart, so riven by what seems like irreconcilable differences that we need a day like Independence Day. You know, people say happy 4th, happy 4th of July. Well, that's identifying the actual day of the month, July 4th. But Independence Day is what it really is, and we really need it right now. So I'm going to get to that in a moment because Independence Day deserves its own Monica memo. 
So we're going to deal with that. Also, later in the show, I want to get into the Supreme Court's uh, recent decision. It's the last one of the term, this last term, and it dealt with the EPA and the Biden administration's crazy-ass uh, approach to dealing with regulations and trying to get around Congress and get around the American people in order to slam through their agenda. Well, the Supreme Court uh, slapped that down, and it was a really significant decision. I want to talk about that because it has long-range uh, ramifications all to the good. I also want to talk about skyrocketing gas prices because it's connected to that EPA ruling that we got from SCOTUS. You are facing those sky-high gas prices this weekend as you drive to the lake, to the beach, to go see mom, go see grandma and grandpa. Those sky-high gas prices are just crushing. They are suffocating all of us. And the Biden administration doesn't even pretend to care anymore. Not that they ever did, but they're they're certainly not pretending to care. I have the evidence of that. I've got Biden and others on tape from the last day or so. It's, It's just beyond belief that they don't even, even from a political standpoint, you would think that they would pretend to care, but they don't. And they don't even try to cover it up. So we're going to get to that. Also, we're going to have some fun today, too, because it is a holiday weekend with Lindsey Graham. No, not that Lindsey Graham. Uh, And Brandi Barclay. These are two fierce women and patriots. They are gun-toting ladies who broke the COVID lockdowns and have something to say about American freedom. They will be here. That's going to be a rollicking good time. All that plus your emails straight ahead. First up, though, the Monica Memo. This might be one of the most important Monica Memos that I've ever done because this comes from my heart. And while everything that I say, all of my Monica Memos, everything that we do on this podcast comes from my heart, this has even more significance than most of the issues that we talk about because it gets to the root of who we are as a nation and as a people. The United States of America is, yes, a great power, but we are also a good power. We are a great nation because we are a good people. And this is what we are marking this weekend and certainly on Monday on Independence Day, which marks the 246th birthday of American independence. The Founding Fathers, and I I do think about them a lot, (laughs) probably more than the average American, but I do, I think about the Founding Fathers a lot. And what's always so striking to me when I think about them is the fact that they were a genius cell. Do you know what I mean by that? I think somebody wrote a book about that years ago, about genius cells, meaning a group of particularly brilliant people, brilliant minds, all born around the same time, who achieved great, even extraordinary things at the same time, and similar things at the same time. So the Founding Fathers are certainly one of those genius cells that we see throughout history. The great 19th century composers, another genius cell. So either together like the founders or separately like those composers, 
They were unique in their extraordinary talents, and as a group, they represent an outlier in history. Because you might get one genius like an Albert Einstein, and, and he's an outlier and he stands alone. But when you get these genius cells, it really is a remarkable outlier in history. So the founders were a genius cell. And what they fought for and put their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor, as they said, what they put all of those things on the line for is the most extraordinary blueprint for human liberty ever crafted. Actually, you get two documents that are the most extraordinary blueprints. The Declaration of Independence is a daring, beautiful piece of writing, just lyrical. Thank you, Thomas Jefferson. Man, did he have a gift. He he was a writer. Good looking too, but he was a writer. And a brilliant mind, of course, like all of them. But what a gift he had putting pen to paper. But apart from its literary beauty, the Declaration was also a daring piece of political assertion. Independence from the British Empire? Are you all mad? No but they were brave. Benjamin Franklin reportedly said, quote, we must all hang together or surely we will all hang separately. Meaning this genius cell needed to stick together for freedom because if they failed, they'd all certainly be killed. And yet they all took the risk. They all put their lives on the line for the right the natural right, the human right to govern themselves, to have liberty for themselves and for future generations. It wasn't just about them. It was about us. And so they went to war against the British Empire, the most powerful fighting force in the world, rich, strong, well-funded, disciplined. You're going to fight them? Are you mad? No, but they did love freedom that much. The Continental Army, a ragtag bunch of country boys wearing their farm clothes and brandishing their hunting muskets. No money, no uniforms, no real organization. Thank God for General George Washington and his generals and his aide-de-camp Alexander Hamilton and others who imposed some sense of discipline on the young American fighting force that they had cobbled together from anybody who wanted to join their ranks. The odds were so steep against them, it boggles the mind. When you think about it, this ragtag bunch of nobodies just with a burning desire in their hearts for freedom, going up against the world's greatest fighting force in their red coats. It boggles the mind. And so really the only explanation can be divine intervention, the hand of God that brought them victory. And so after the British surrender, the, the armies, the founders, they were exhausted. They had just fought this multi-year war. They were tired. And yet, they knew they had another big project right in front of them. 
and they took it on. They set to work drafting a governing document. First, the Articles of Confederation, which assembled a loose confederation of the former colonies, now known as states, but with a weak central government. When that wasn't working, they drafted the Constitution. The Constitution is the greatest document for human freedom in the history of the world. A durable model of self-governance has not fallen apart in all of these years. Why? Because it was expertly crafted with checks and balances, the sophisticated system. And why did they put that sophisticated system in place? To restrain the tendency the human tendency to absolute power and abusive control, which they had just fought a bloody war to defeat. And when they ratified the Constitution and they realized that other protections were necessary for free speech and assembly and the right to keep and bear arms and against illegal search and seizure, and so many other things, they enshrine them in the Bill of Rights. Rights, not suggestions. The entire revolutionary period that gave birth to the United States was divine. It was hand of God. And brilliant and beautiful. And it has given us this endless freedom over 246 years, endless freedom. And when it was paired with free market enterprise, the free market system of capitalism, risk and reward, that endless freedom then generated tremendous prosperity and bounty and wealth, which then gave us the power for good. Do you see how it all worked together through history? hand of God, the best country the world has ever known. And by the way, for all the leftists who might be listening or who believe that the United States is not worthy, the United States of America has done more self-correction in its history than any other nation on the face of the earth. Slavery and race, women's rights, the right to vote, All of these things, by the way, have been hijacked by the neo-communists and turned around and warped and distorted for their own tyrannical purposes. But this country has corrected itself when it has had moral stains like slavery or moral wrongs like not permitting women to vote. This country has gone above and beyond to correct those moral slights and those moral stains more than any other nation. So don't give me this, we are not worthy. We are beyond worthy. Since the fall of man, man is faulty. And yet the system of self-governance has worked. Why? Because we are good people who recognize when we have committed a wrong. And then we correct it. 
Name me another nation that has done as much to correct itself as the United States. You can't. Name another nation that has gone above and beyond and put themselves and their own people and the country on the line to liberate others from the grip of tyranny. You can't because it doesn't exist. It's the United States of America. That is our grace. That's our brilliance. And that is our beauty. So I'll be damned if I'm going to allow some punk-ass communist to destroy her. No bleeping way. We will not let down the founders or the Civil War generation which fought and died to keep the country together and turn back the stain of slavery. Or the greatest generation which fought and died to save us and the world from tyranny? Or any other American generation that went to war in all of its forms to save this experiment in human liberty? No, we will not let them down. They fought against the dark, sinister, anti-freedom forces of their time and they won. And now it's our turn. It's our turn. You have a long weekend, and I recommend watching The Patriot, the Mel Gibson movie from a couple of years ago, which is a beautiful film. And if you have more time, watch the old HBO series, John Adams. Both of these things are beautiful depictions of the creation of the nation and the sacrifice and the blood, sweat, and tears that went into beginning this nation against all odds under the hand of God. They're both beautiful. So if you have time, I recommend those to you. You know, after the Constitutional Convention, Benjamin Franklin, who was quite a character, was said to be coming down the stairs of Independence Hall after they had agreed on this system that is now under brutal assault from the neo-communists. But they had given us this beautiful, complex system to ensure that they and future generations would enjoy constitutional protections for liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So at the end of the Constitutional Convention, uh, Benjamin Franklin was stopped by a woman on the steps, and she said, "Uh, what kind of government did you give us, sir? And he replied, a republic if you can keep it. Well, if you and I have anything to say about it, we're going to keep it. I'm Monica Crowley, back right after this. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't 
and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that Monica memo on Independence Day. I poured my heart and soul into that, and I mean it with every fiber of my being. I love this country more than anything, apart from my my family and God, of course. But this country is such an extraordinary entity, and we will not give it up. Certainly not to any of these punk asses like AOC and Elizabeth Warren uh, and Joe Biden and Barack Obama, and the others who want to rip it down. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Speaking of Biden, uh, let's turn to what's going on today and their assault against what the founders gifted to us. So Joe Biden has been in Europe for the G7 and NATO summits, and he's bumbling around as usual. You know, I said this last night on Jesse Water Show on Fox. Um, it's one thing when he makes an ass out of himself here at home. It's another when he makes an ass out of himself when he's overseas. That is just embarrassing and is dangerous. But of course, Biden loves to go abroad. I I don't know how the demented old fool deals with uh, jet lag. They must pump him up with something because the jet lag when you're on these these government trips, and I have been on many of them to China and India and the Middle East repeatedly when I was at Treasury, it was the adventure of a lifetime, and I loved every minute of it. But the jet lag? Oh, hell no. <laughs> that's, that's another whole situation. And I don't know how they got him going through it, but he's got to be uh, pumped with something. Anyway, he loves going abroad because he's surrounded by like-minded international um, forces and leaders who all believe the same thing. You know, they're all on the same page on climate change and the need for high gas prices and to make this transition and everything else. And so they all stroke each other's egos and they all pose for the pictures. He's there with Boris Johnson and Macron and uh, the Germans and all of them, right? So he loves it because he gets the kind of respect and even adulation when he's abroad, certainly by the European press, that he's denied here at home, except for the American press, which, well, we know what they're all about, right? So he's out there in the world and he keeps making all kinds of mistakes, probably because he's jet lagged and tired in addition to being, you know, senile. Um, and he, the, over the last like day or so, the the president, and I use that term loosely, the president doesn't even know what country is joining NATO. Listen. We got on the telephone. He suggested we call the leader of, of Switzerland. 
Switzerland. My good, my goodness, I'm I'm getting really anxious here about expanding NATO. Oh, Sweden. And what happened was we got on the phone and she asked if she could come the next day. So in saying that, Biden caused the Swiss to have a national freakout for a minute. What do you mean we're joining NATO? What the hell? <laughs> this is a guy with the nuclear codes, by the way. So then he was asked a couple of times about sky-high gas prices here at home, and he once again blamed Putin and Russia and, uh, you know, just kept saying it's Russia, 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 it's a Ukraine invasion, and so on. And at one point he was asked about how long Americans, that's us, not the Europeans he's pandering to, but us, who he's supposed to represent, Remember when Trump used to say, um, I- I'm not here to represent the French. I'm here to represent America and the American people. I'm not out here representing the G7 or any of these transnational organizations. I'm here to represent Peoria. Amen. America first, but not Biden. He's out there representing the Europeans and the G7 and hobnobbing uh, with uh, uh, Macron and whatever. So he's asked repeatedly, keeps blaming Putin and Russia. And at one point he was asked how long Americans would have to put up with these suffocating gas prices that are killing all of us. And he said, quote, however long it takes. So instead of unleashing American energy, and we are sitting atop more energy resources than any other nation on the face of the earth, he doesn't care. Instead of unleashing all of that here at home, Biden would prefer to have all of us held hostage to Putin's whims in Ukraine. As long as it takes. So Putin's like, Putin loves high gas prices. Are you kidding? It's what's funding his war machine. Why? Because he's still able to export his oil and natural gas. He's doing it to Europe, although they're slowing it down, trying to stop it, but they're slowing it down. But guess who's buying all the Russian oil and natural gas? China, the CCP. So Putin is rolling in the money. He He's getting it hand over fist. The sanctions haven't been taking a bite. The ruble is stronger than ever. So the Russian economy is like fine. And Biden, our idiot, is out there going, well, I mean, the gas prices, as long as Putin stays in Ukraine, you know, we're, we're going to resist that, that invasion, but as long as it takes. So he's actually holding America and the rest of us hostage to Putin's adventurism in Ukraine. Biden also prefers to go out there and beg the world's worst regimes to get more oil on the world market instead of getting our own resources out of the ground. Got it? He doesn't care about you. None of them do. They only care about their neo-communist revolution. That's it. What Obama called the fundamental transformation of the nation, and really of the West, of the world, that's all they care about. The Great Reset, the fundamental transformation here at home. It's all of a piece. You want more proof? Yesterday, one of Biden's top economic advisors, this guy, Brian Deese, he was asked a very simple question about Russia, Ukraine, and American gas prices. He was on CNN of all places. Here's the exchange. Sustainable. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. 
Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. And there you have it. Yes, he was talking about resisting Putin's invasion and preserving the rules-based international order. You know, they all talk about that all the time, the rules-based international order. This guy called it, what, the new liberal order or whatever he called it. The rules-based order is only meant to constrain us, the United States and the West. But the world's rogue regimes like China, Russia, Iran, and transnational terrorist groups like ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, you think they follow the rules-based international order? Oh, hell no. They could give a flying wit about that. They do their own thing. All the way down to, first of all, aggression like invasions and things. And China's plotting an invasion of Taiwan. You got Russia in, in Ukraine. God knows what the terrorist organizations are planning and plotting. But all the way down to the climate stuff. We're constrained by the rules-based international order, but the Chinese and, and the Indians and the Russians aren't. They're pumping pollution into the air like crazy. They don't care. They're all about economic development. They don't care. So the rules-based, the, the liberal order that they all re- say that they revere, the bad guys pay no attention to it. It's only meant to constrain us. So when they talk about all of this, what they really mean here is that they're invested in the fundamental transformation of the West, of the United States. And of course, so much of it is built on this absurdist climate agenda. They don't even pretend to care about you. So their minds are on this ideological transformation. They keep their eyes on the the transformational prize, not on the day-to-day life of you and me. Gas prices, grocery prices, crazy inflation, they, they don't care about any of that. They're insulated themselves from it because they're ruling class, and they really don't care about you because no matter how you vote, nothing changes because here in the U.S., at least, we've got the uni party. Trump was able to blow all of that out of the water which was the main reason he needed to be destroyed and continues to. He threw a monkey wrench into all of this. But the uni party don't even pretend to care about you anymore. On this front, on energy, we did get some good news courtesy of the Supreme Court this week in their last major decision of the term. Um, They issued a ruling on the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, which I should say was begun by President uh, Nixon, my former boss in his last years. Um, It was begun by him with a very narrow objective, which was to make sure that the American people had access to clean air and clean water. That was it. Because remember at the time in in the 60s and early 70s, there were all of these stories like Love Canal came later, but it was like, oh, companies are dumping all kinds of garbage and toxic substances into our water supply and people are getting sick. So Nixon began the EPA just with that narrow goal of ensuring clean air and clean water. 
Well, as he said to me later, you know, once you start a government agency, you can never bring it back. It's like any kind of government benefit. You can never roll it back. It's there now permanently. And of course, it's been hijacked and expanded over the years because that's what happens for government. It, there's no profit motive. It's a power motive. So the EPA then got way, way, way beyond its original mission and completely out of control. So under Democratic presidents, they have Obama and Biden and even Bill Clinton, they tried to leverage the EPA to do all this climate stuff way beyond its mission and completely unaccountable because it's an executive agency. It's a government agency not tied to the people or elections or any kind of feedback from the people, right? So uh, Biden's EPA has really gone hog wild on the climate stuff. And the case went all the way to the Supreme Court. The case involved the Clean Power Plan, which was adopted under Obama to try to fight climate change. And the program was estimated to cost as much as $33 billion per year and would have completely reordered the nation's power grid. So the state of West Virginia, which is a big coal-producing state, was joined by two coal companies and others, and they sued the EPA, saying that the plan was an abuse of their power. Supreme Court stepped in and agreed and said, yes, 1,000%, this is an abuse of power. So by deciding in favor of West Virginia and these coal companies, the court has now started to rein in the vast powers of all of the alphabet agencies in D.C. that run our lives and are totally unaccountable, whether it's the CDC. By the way, the Supreme Court, remember a couple of months ago, they slapped down the CDC with their rent eviction mandate during COVID. They were like, whoa, that's way out of your purview, CDC. You don't have the power to do that. So the court now is starting to step in and rein in the vast administrative state that the founding fathers, which we talked about earlier in the show, had no concept of, did not intend for this crazy, sprawling, unaccountable administrative state, drunk on its own power, crushing all of our freedoms. This Supreme Court, thank goodness, has now started to intervene. And what they're doing is returning the power to legislators, whether it's Congress or to the states, For example, in the abortion ruling, kicking it back to the states. And in this case, they're saying, hey, Congress, you want to make a law about this and get it signed into law by the president? Knock yourself out because that's what the system dictates. Not these unaccountable bureaucrats running around imposing all this stuff. Create legislation if you want to go down these roads. That's what the system uh, argues. That's what the system is, is built for. So again, just as the court ruled in Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs case that abortion laws are more appropriately left up to the people's elected representatives and the people, so true here in West Virginia versus EPA, it's saying Congress and not federal agencies should write our laws. So legislators, and by extension, us, the American people, we are back in the driver's seat where the founders intended to debate these issues, 
have the consequences be public and the costs of these regulations that are being adopted, it's now going to require buy-in from the public. This is something that the left has tried to avoid for a really long time. This is what tyranny is all about. This is what they've been doing through these executive agencies. But the Supreme Court stomped on that. And of course, AOC went wild and said, this is incredibly uh, consequential. She's like crying about all this. Yeah, because it puts a huge break on the Biden administration and the left, the neo-communists, moves around the American people to try to slam their Green New Deal into place. And by extension, the remaking of the U.S. economy. So we say, hell no. And thank God for this court and thank God for President Trump for putting three Supreme Court justices on the court to give us these kinds of decisions and bring our own power back as the founding fathers had intended and given to us. All right, before we hit this quick break, I just want to take a second to welcome our great new sponsor, Birch Gold Group. You know, I spent two years at Treasury, so I pay very close attention to what's going on in the U.S. economy. It shrank by negative 1.6% in the first quarter, and now the Atlanta Fed is making a prediction for this second quarter which we just finished yesterday at the end of June, and they are predicting another contraction of 1%, negative 1%. And of course, I don't have to tell you about skyrocketing inflation and gas prices just completely out of control. And when you look at the stock market, not much better there. Amazon down 37% in the first half of the year. Tesla down 40%. Cryptos have been slammed. And in fact, the NASDAQ has ended its worst first half of any year ever. A lot of people are worried that the aggressive moves by the Fed could further stall the economy. So what's your plan? You better get one. Now might be a very good time for you to diversify into gold, the most stable asset in the history of the world. And Birch Gold Group is the company I trust to help you convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold and silver. Text MONICA to 989-898 and get your free no-obligation info kit on gold from Birch Gold Group. They are the precious metals professionals I trust, and so should you. Text MONICA to 989-898 and secure your savings now. To help you secure your future and your family's future, just text MONICA to 989-898 right now. Okay, when we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit and have some fun with Lindsey Graham. No, not that Lindsey Graham. More fun Lindsey Graham and Brandy Barclay. They will join me. They are hilarious and fun, and I can't wait to talk to them. Well, for today's show, as we kick off this Independence Day weekend, there are no guests other than these two troublemakers I wanted to have on today. (laughs) They are fierce patriots, so funny, so beautiful in every way, and just so lovely. Lindsey Graham, and yes, that is her real name, and we will ask her about that. She is also known as the Patriot Barbie which I love. By the way, there's a new Barbie movie coming out, so we'll ask her about that too. Her website is patriotbarbie.com. And you might recognize her because Lindsay is the former salon owner 
who refused to back down to the state of Oregon and its insane COVID-19 lockdowns. She was the very first one small business owner to drive a stake in the ground and say, no, I am not, I'm not complying here. And she continues to pay the price for it. She's going to tell us about that. She also describes her legal battle in the new book, Targeted, which you can please go check it out. It's a fantastic book. She was kind enough to send me a copy. It is really, it's so well done in terms of deconstructing all of these unconstitutional mandates and her personal fight. So that website, again, is patriotbarbie.com. She and her co-host, the equally brilliant, courageous, and gutsy Brandy Barclay, who's another fabulous patriot, they've got a fantastic radio show and podcast called She's So Right. (laughs) Amen (laughs) to that. You can follow them on social media. They are everywhere. Their handle is at She's So Right Show at She's So Right Show. Lindsay and Brandy, welcome. I am so happy to have you with me. Thank We're you, We're happy Monica. to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so excited to be here. So I'm, uh, you guys were the only two I wanted on for July 1st as we head into the weekend. And before we get started, I have to tell everybody how we met. So a few months ago, I'm having lunch at a restaurant in Florida when all of a sudden I'm approached by two gorgeous ladies. They introduced themselves. We talked, we laughed, we became instant friends. And it turns out they have this incredible radio show and podcast. As I mentioned, she's so right. And they were kind enough to have me on as a guest recently. And we had so much fun that I wanted to have them on today for more fun. Right, ladies? That's how it happened. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, we saw you and I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, we got to go talk to Monica. We got to gotta talk to Monica right now. <laughs> and we so we intruded, we intruded on your beautiful lunch a little bit, but I'm so I'm so glad you were so gracious. Thank you. Oh, well, no, it was such a joy to meet both of you. And uh, Lindsay, I want to start with you because your actual name is Lindsay Graham. How is it going <laughs> through life with that name? Well, it's very interesting. I've had people laugh. I've had people sneer. Um, it's it's crazy to me because I could have my picture and my name on a on a graphic, and people will make comments like Lindsey Graham's a rhino, and I'm and I'm thinking, did you look at the picture? That's I've had to tell my own followers that my real name is Lindsey Graham. Um, but a lot of people say you should change it. And I'm like, no, cause you're never going to forget my name. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, you're much prettier than that other Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Lindsay, you, and that is for sure. And I'm so much Lindsay, more conservative too. <laughs> y- yes. A- amen to that. So Lindsay, you shot to national prominence, as I mentioned during the COVID lockdown, because you refused to shut down your salon. You were in Oregon, you're running a small business that was your life's work and your livelihood. And the state came in and, and told you to shut it down. And you said, no, tell us your story. Um, that is correct. Yeah, I, I was one of the first in America to defy. I reopened my 25 chair salon because my husband and I were business owners. And that was our only source of income. We were actually going to have to consider bankruptcy if we continued to remain shut. And so I opened up against the mandate. The state of Oregon did not like that. They tried to make an example out of me. They threatened to take my license, take my business license, kick me out of my building. They issued me a $14,000 fine from OSHA. 
They even sent child protective services to my house and harassed and intimidated my family, um, all in an effort to simply intimidate me into closing back down. Um, I refused to do so, even with, through all those threats. And now it's been two years since um, defying lockdowns. I'm in Arizona with Brandy, um, started my life over. We lost all of our businesses. We had to sell our home. We fled the state and they are still coming after me um, for the OSHA citation and also for $80,000 in collections towards rent from when I was shut down. It's incredible. So you were telling me before we started this interview, uh, Lindsay, you were saying that you literally just got a notice yesterday from the state of Oregon that they're coming after you for the $14,000 fine and, and any interest on that because you haven't paid it so far. Correct. Yes. So I was fighting it up until about a year ago and I had spent almost $30,000 fighting the citation. Now that's my pride Mm -hmm. because I could have just paid the citation, but it was like admitting guilt. Mm -hmm. And the state of Oregon, when asked by my attorney to present evidence that I had employees, which is the entire basis of the claim, they could not even reference one page in their two inch folder that provided evidence that I had employees. So they can't actually prove this citation at all. They can't back it up. So I decided that I wasn't going to pay an attorney any more money because I didn't have any more money. And because I stopped paying an attorney, it dropped my, um, basically the idea that I'm fighting the citation. So just yesterday they sent me a notice saying that they are going to garnish my wages and potentially put a lien on my home. Um, if I do not pay this by July 6th, so next week in five days, um, to the tune of $14,058.68, and I will be accruing 9% interest rate uh, as long as I do not pay this. this was I hope, I hope, I mean, it, it's horrifying. You know, all of these blue states, they're in so desperate need for money uh, because, you know, they've got all of this left-wing nonsense going on and they've got to pay for it. So they will hunt you down until your dying day. And then even beyond, after you're dead, they're going to, you know, stalk your estate and your your heirs. Um, but the fact that this has been going on for so long um, and the fact that they did make an example out of you. I think you were the first one, you know, later as the lockdowns continued, we'd hear from other uh, small business owners, like the guys who own the gym in New Jersey and so on. But you were really the first one to stand up and say, no, this is my business, my livelihood. And by the way, you know, you mentioned OSHA, the Supreme Court threw out an OSHA mandate. So I hope that you've got some good lawyers that understand all these legal dynamics and, and, that you know that you've got a legal basis to continue to fight this. Well, Monica, we know that God is in control. And I was just telling Brandy this, that this the, the one hour, two hours before I opened this citation, I had an attorney that was willing to represent me and take this all the way. And his firm dropped me because I'm quote, too controversial. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm leaving the firm and I'm gonna represent you. I'm gonna start my own firm just to represent you. And yesterday he texted me and said that he left his firm. So I have hope that God was lining everything up in perfect timing. And this man is going to help me fight. Oh, that is fantastic news. And if it doesn't work out, there are other organizations like Landmark Legal, which is Mark Levin's organization, that might be willing to take this on um, for you. Because this is, yeah, I mean, this is a really 
important case that could maybe go all the way to the Supreme Court. Who knows? So I I know it's expensive. I know it is mentally, emotionally, spiritually exhausting. But please know, Lindsay, that we are all behind you throughout all of this. You have millions and millions of Americans who believe in freedom, who support you and are are out here cheering you on. Before we get into the show and include Brandy and talk about the show and what you guys are hearing in Arizona, um, what did you hear from other small business owners who also refused to close? Like, did you guys have a community of people who were all talking to each other during those lockdowns? Um, there was quite a few Facebook groups that had gotten formed of with people that wanted to defy lockdowns. But in Oregon specifically, I was standing alone. Nobody had opened up along with me. Uh, later, after Erica Kaios had exposed Nancy Pelosi and Ian Smith opened his gym, and I had actually followed Shelley Luther in Texas, who probably was actually the first person to open, we had all had communication, uh, but we had experienced something extremely unique, you know, one in a million, something that no one else in the world will ever understand being targeted by the government. So we've kind of had collaboration where we can support and um, encourage each other. But there's plenty of Facebook groups out there of people that are, you know, very much in belief that our freedom was was tyrannically targeted back in in 2020. And it still is. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and small businesses are the backbone of this country. About 70 percent or so of all economic activity comes out of small businesses. So that that is a small but mighty community. And I'm glad that you at least had that support as you were going through it and as you continue to go through it. So I want you to keep us posted on on your fight against the state of Oregon. Well, ultimately, you left Oregon for a fresh start, which includes the She's So Right show. And Brandy, I want to bring you in here because you're her fabulous co-host on this show. What's your background and how did you get involved with that bomb thrower, Lindsey Graham? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I didn't think I'd get into the political realm either. Um, I spent 20 years in the beauty business as well. Um, But God just, he really tugged me out of that place about four years ago And just told me it was time to get ready to speak. I honestly didn't know what he was talking about. (laughs) And and so I just started to dig into the Bible extra, extra, extra. And I became a certified Christian life coach. And during COVID lockdowns, my clients were home schooling, uh, depressed, isolated. And everything in me said, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And the Lord prompted me to open my home and start a ministry. And we call it the ultimate happy hour where... I created what I would want if I was home depressed. Um, It's um, tacos, margaritas, and I give a word of encouragement in truth. And that ministry has grown from three women to almost 400 women. And we're just, you know, we're, we're determined. And, you know, this whole divide and conquer thing that the government is trying to do, the leftists are trying to do, we know that is not God. We know this chaos is not God. And uh, when Lindsay and I met at a political event, we just kind of like, oh, fireball over here. I love it. And um, we had no idea that a year later, we were both getting these awesome opportunities. And we thought, you know, let's collaborate. And so far, it's got some major momentum. We're having a blast. And, and we're, you know, we're treating it as a mission. We're treating it as like the Blues Brothers would say, a mission from God. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? It's true. Your show. And again, it's called She's So Right. You can find them on social media at She's So Right Show, uh, Lindsey Graham and Brandy Barkley. And I was a guest on the show and it was so much fun. I mean, you guys are really a talented and just exactly what the country needs right now. So I appreciate you so much. But, you know, it it is true that ministry comes in a lot of different forms. And I, I look at my podcast as a form of it. I look at your show, She's So Right, as a form of that as well. And sometimes God works in mysterious ways and sometimes not so mysterious ways, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, now, you know, we are... Um... We're having incredible guests on that have incredible stories, some that people would know very well, like you. Thank you so much. And then other people that are kind of, you know, they're fighting this good fight kind of alone. And we want to give them a voice as well. So it's it's been a blast. And now we're, we're moving into a studio. We're going to have cameras. You guys are going to be able to watch our crazy outfits. And Lindsay and I goof off and make fun of each other. We just have... You know, the truth is, if we don't laugh a little bit about this, we'll cry because what's happening here in Arizona is intense. I mean, we have wide open borders. We have, um, you know, Ducey's not doing anything. Uh, we have a fake election that just happened. We've really rallied behind uh, Carrie Lake as a gubernatorial candidate. And so we're, we're not just on the radio or we're not just on a screen. We're boots on the ground, super involved in our community. And, you know, Lindsay is like the... You I mean she is she's just so tough and but she's also a mom of three young kids and she's a part of moms for Carrie and we're both just active and activating other people putting steel and spine of believers to get activated and not think this is just going to change if we don't if we don't all step in and, and speak up. Yes, 1,000%. And you guys being in Arizona, and by the way, I was born in, in Arizona. I was born at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, um, down past Tucson. My father was in the U.S. Army, so I'm, I'm an Army brat through and through. But awesome. you guys will be very pleased to know that I've just booked Carrie Lake on this show uh, in about two weeks. Yep. She's a gubernatorial candidate, completely fearless, part of the new right like the rest yeah. of us who are just That's unafraid, right. don't care what anybody says. We have a mission to save this country and no one's going to stop us. Tell us, um, because you do the podcast and because you do the radio show, She's So Right, tell us what you're hearing from your listeners in Arizona. You mentioned the border, of course, um, inflation, the overall economy, gas prices. January 6th doesn't even rate, right? Lynn's, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Well, we, we are hearing a lot of feedback that people need to hear what we're saying. And what we're saying, Monica, is the same thing that you're saying. We are saying that God is on the throne. We are saying that there's hope. We are saying that this administration is fake and wrongs are always righted in the history of this country, in this world. And so, you know, Brandy says, if we don't, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. It's true. There's a lot of pretty horrific things going on. But the left is being miserable enough for all of us. So we don't need to be miserable. We can laugh. We can we can be strong and courageous. We can say what needs to be said, which is the truth. And we can say it lightheartedly and give people the inspiration and the encouragement that they need, like Brandy says, to put steel in the spine of the believers because this is our time. And there are so many issues to tackle in this nation right now. Too many to tackle, especially for two ex-beauty queens. But <laughs> <laughs> what we can do is... We can let the Lord empower us to use our voices and be that light in this dark world. And I think Brandy and I are, are, that's like so beautiful to come out of, you know, giving girls Botox and hair extensions into 
being the voices for moms that are fighting up and wanting to save America, doing it with our Bibles and a margarita. And it's such an honor to be in a bigger purpose than that. And I just want to say, I just want, I just want to say, guys, there's nothing wrong with Botox and hair extension. That's right. <laughs> just, hey, you know, <laughs> we never said we were never said we were natural. We did never, we never <laughs> said that. But you know, and we and we goof off. We talk about, you know, I mean, right now this is really a topic that transgender or drag queens shouldn't be in our schools with their legs open reading stories. I mean, we're, these are the topics we're having. And Lynn's always says, like, this whole show should honestly be pointless. We can't believe with everything going on in this world, that these are the things that are front center news. It's a joke and we all know it. Yep. It, it's, it is completely outrageous. We know what's going on. Evil appears to be ascendant, but shows like yours and, and I like to think my podcast as well in terms of fighting back. This is why I started my podcast a couple of months ago, because I realized we ain't got time to bleed as the mm -hmm. Jesse Ventura line in the movie Predator goes, we ain't got time to bleed. Like we, we need all hands on deck. And um, I, I am so appreciative of what you guys do on your air. And I'm so grateful to have you as friends. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with looking good while we fight this battle. Am I right, ladies? That's right. We are here. No what? problem. You're, wait, ready? <laughs> She's so right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right before i let you guys go um quick predictions from you you're sitting in a swing state in arizona how do you think it's going to go in november and then 2024 well we are not in a swing state we are in a very red state if the elections were legal we are red we are red and i believe you know brandy i think is going to agree with me she can chime in but i think there's going to be a red wave all over this nation because people not just brandy monica and Lindsay. People are sick to death of the leftist crap. Yep. Um, yeah. You know what? Again, we believe wholeheartedly this election was ripped off, not kind of unfair, like Karen Taylor Robeson would say. It was ripped off. And and we're, you know what? And, and we're not allowed to talk about it. If we talk about it, we're insurrectionists, we're bad people. We know that is chaos from the depths of hell. And um, we believe Carrie will win. We believe she'll be tough, tough as nails. And, you know, and not only that, you know, she has a grace and a class and a real inner beauty about her. She is also a believer. She is also a mama bear. And we're going to we're going to hold the line in Arizona. And I believe holding the line in the Arizona is holding the line for this country. And in my mind, when you hold the line <laughs> for the United States, you're holding the line of freedom for the for the entire world. And I believe for such a time as this, we're here right on that line. Amen. Preach, sisters. Lindsey Graham and Brandy Barclay, their show is called She's So Right. You can find them all over social media at She's So Right Show. Uh, Lindsay's website is patriotbarbie.com. You can go there and, and get her book, which is called Targeted. But definitely subscribe to the podcast, She's So Right Show and check them out all over the place. Lindsay and Brandy, thank you so much for what you do and thank you for being here today. Okay guys, it's time now to dip into the email bag on this Friday. Brian in Hill Country, Texas writes with some thought criminal feedback. Hi Monica, thank you for your podcast. I love it and I'm hooked. You are such a bomb thrower, and I love to hear you crush the radical left. 
We are in a fight against the communists from within, and they need to be exposed. Thank you for doing that. And I don't care about the music. Just keep telling it like it is. Well, Brian, I can promise you that I always will. You have my word on that. And I am so glad that you're along for the ride. Many thanks. Janet, also known as Sky Goddess, writes about flying the not-so-friendly skies. Monica, I was a flight attendant for a major airline for 30 years and retired in 2003. It's small wonder that your flight attendants were so happy and the first to shed the dreaded masks. This was when I I boarded that first flight after they lifted the, we had another Trump judge lift the uh, federal mask mandate on planes and I was telling you guys about it. So she's saying it's no wonder that the flight attendants were so happy. They were like cheering in the aisle. She continues, the flight attendants have been through hell since 2020 and asked to vigorously enforce the mandate or pay the consequences, most likely a suspension and or a fine. I wouldn't be surprised to find that there were ghost riders whose only business was to report any of the flight attendants for not doing so or being lax. I'm happy to be out of that world and wouldn't fly now, even on my lifetime pass. Well, I don't know about that, Janet. If I had a lifetime pass, I'd be flying. Love your show, she says. Well, thank you very much, Janet, and thank you for your years of service in the sky. Being a flight attendant used to be glamorous back in the 50s and 60s and even the 70s. Then the planes became like buses in the sky, and the abuse of flight attendants like Janet really ramped up. Then the pandemic and mask requirement kicked in, put everybody over the edge, You know, there were some flight attendants who were drunk on their own power and relished being the mask police, but the vast majority of flight attendants hated having to do that, and they're thrilled that the mandate is over. By the way, people used to blow a gasket because everybody's tempers were very short because nobody could freaking breathe in those masks. Nobody could breathe. We were all suffocating to death, and that's why everybody was like, you know, lashing out on planes. Have you noticed those events on planes have really, really diminished? Few, if any. Why? Because we can all breathe now. So anyway, flying is still mostly a miserable experience, but at least the masks are gone for now. The Biden team would love to be able to bring them back. That little petty tyrant, that little garden gnome, Anthony Fauci, would love to be able to bring them back. But so far, knock wood, so good. Okay, that's going to do it for me on this Friday. Keep those emails coming. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Also on social media on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley. Have a fantastic Independence Day. I will be off on the holiday on Monday to salute America, but I will see you right back here on Wednesday with another big show. God bless you, and God bless this great country. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.